Aren't you grateful for people who can sing and play instruments? Come on, give them another hand. Amen? Amen. Well, we're starting off our Christmas season. You know, Christmas is all about Jesus, right? It's all about us coming to Him. In fact, um, most of the carols that we sing is, is all about coming, seeing the newborn King, right? And uh, there's something very powerful about that when we realize that we have an opportunity. And even as a church, even as a people, we have an opportunity to come to Christ in a greater way, to, to give Him more control, more um, honor, more glory, more power in our lives, to give Him everything that we have. Because, you know, let me tell you something. When you come to Jesus, something changes inside of you. Amen? Something changes around you. It doesn't matter what you're going through right now. There's something greater to be got from the Lord. The Lord has something greater. And so my prayer is throughout this next series for the next four weeks that we're going to come in a greater way to Jesus and we're going to be changed. How many guys need some changing going on? You need, you know, the word that the Lord keeps on putting in my mind is we all need a remodel. Now, I'm not talking about the outside. We all, a lot of us need that. But, but I'm talking about the inside. There's a remodeling going on. How many guys need a remodel in your life? Amen? And so, um, so the song, O Come All Ye Faithful, it was uh, written in the uh, 1800s. It was originally written in Latin. And uh, in fact, uh, I asked the worship team to sing it in that, and they said they didn't think they can get it done. But anyway, um, and then it was translated into English and later on in the 1800s. But it's a, it's a song that... Um, really, really points to that Jesus is calling us. He's calling us to come to Him. But the first words of this, O come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. You know, that, those first few words kind of get me a little bit. Because a lot of times, I'm not always joyful. And I'm not always triumphant. You know, we don't use that word a lot. It means victory. You know, I'm not always victorious. I'm not. It doesn't seem like I'm always triumphant. And a lot of times, I'm not always faith-filled. And there's times, especially in, in this time of the season, you know, as a pastor, uh, my, I, I get a, a whole lot busier during this time of the season. It seems like that, that people, even though it's supposed to be the most joyful time of the, of, the, of, the, of the year, it can be some of the saddest times of the year for people. It seems like the enemy kind of attacks and comes against people during this time because you know the, really the reason you know that any attack of the enemy anything that's going wrong in your life is to get your eyes focused off of God and focus on the attack right because he doesn't want you to come to him because when you come to Jesus there's something powerful that can happen and so these these few words of the song oh come all ye faithful joyful and triumphant I begin to ask the Lord who do you really call because I don't feel that way all the time I don't feel if you only call the faithful, if you only call the joyful, and if you only call the triumphant, you know, sometimes I may not fit in those categories. How many guys would agree with me that you sometimes don't fit that way? See, God calls all of us. And, uh, and in fact, some of us, you know, we need Him to call us. Because you're not feeling so triumphant right now. You may not be feeling faithful right now. You may not be feeling joyful right now. And I'm so thankful that actually God actually calls us. He calls us when we're not joyful. Because you know what? He knows what you're going through. And He wants you to come as you are. If you're hurting. If you're, 
if you're not, not, not feeling good, you're not joyful, you're not triumphant right now, you don't feel like you have victory right now, God is calling you right now because the great thing about it is when you come to Jesus like that, you will leave differently every single time. Amen? And so maybe right now you don't feel as faithful. Maybe God called you to do something and you got to start doing it, but it was so, it's a lot harder than you could ever thought it would be. And right now you're questioning whether God called you. Maybe you're having some issues in your marriage and you don't know what to do. Maybe issues in your family, issues at your job, and you don't feel too faithful. Maybe the joy is just getting sucked out of you, right? Even in the midst of the joyful time of the year, the joy gets sucked out of you. You know, one of the things, I, 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 I'm usually a pretty, pretty happy, joyful person, but, but when I go shopping, I get angry. Especially this time of year, right? You know, I believe you can lose your Christianity if you go shopping on Saturday. You're laughing because you know what I mean, right? The people driving and the parking, especially the parking. How many's ever gotten a parking lot, parking space stolen from you? And you were there with your, and you called them a really nice name, didn't you? And um, so, you know, I'm, I, and for me, shopping is, is, I conquer when I go shopping. I, I don't actually shop. I, I go and get it, and I, and I get it, I bring it out. And uh, I'm done. That's, that's how I shop. I don't, I don't go look at stuff. I don't try on it. I don't even try on clothes when I go shopping. I just go, and I expect them to fit. Of course, I usually get a size below what I really need, and they usually don't. But anyway, um, but it doesn't matter what happens. Like, I go to Walmart, and I get something. I come out to, to pay for it at the cash register. You know, the two lines that are usually open at Walmart. And um, they're all the same number of people in each line, and I always pick the wrong line, the line that's slower. It doesn't matter. I'm always in the line that the person's paying with a check and they're, or they need a, need a price check on something. I'm always in that line. That's just me. I'm always there. And the joy can get sucked out of me. You may be in like that. You may be feeling like, they're like that in shopping, but there may be some other things that are a far worse than that, that have sucked the joy out of you. Or you may not be, you may be in a place that you just don't feel victory. Well, listen, let me tell you something. Jesus calls two groups of people to him. And it's maybe not what you think. In fact, one of the groups he calls, he calls the weary and the burdened. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Jesus says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you what? Rest. See, there's a change that happens. I'm so thankful he, only, he doesn't call perfect people because all of us would be, wouldn't be at that party. He calls the weary and the burden. And the thing about it is, and I love this about the Lord, he loves you and I so much that he calls us. And he calls us, in fact, the most of the times where he's calling us is when we're hurting because he has something for us. He wants us to change. But we have to get up there and we have to make that decision to go. The second group of people Jesus calls is in Matthew chapter 9. The Bible says that Jesus said this. He says, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. For I've not come to call the righteous, but I've called sinners. You know what the word sinners means? I missed the mark. Anybody in here ever missed the mark before? Raise your hand. Should be everybody. He calls you and I who's missed the mark, who's not there, who doesn't have it all together. He calls us, and He wants us to come into a place of, of being like Him. 
And the only way we can be like him, that really the only way we can be faith-filled, full of faith, because I'd rather, I'd rather have full of faith than, than, than be in doubt any day, right? Because when I'm in doubt, I don't want to get out of the bed in the morning. I don't want to face the day. But when I'm full of faith in God, I want to get out. I know there's going to be conquering, not because of my own ability, but because of God's. See, he calls us to change us. And so he calls the weary, the burdened, the broken. He calls the hurting. He calls the sinner to come to him because he wants to help. He wants to see change. So you could, you could actually rewrite the song. Oh, come all ye sinners, ye weary and burdened, come to Bethlehem. Because when you come to him, you will not leave the same. He's going to change you. Scripture tells us in 2 Corinthians 5.17 that if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. So, so when I come to him, every time I come to him, there's something greater is going to happen. Now, listen, we're getting close to the end of the, of the year, and, and my whole prayer for this whole series is that we will come and have an experience with Christ. Listen, if you come to Christ and don't have an experience, you actually haven't yet come to Christ. Because there's, there's an experience in Jesus. He's alive and well. He talks. He still does miracles. He still is there for us to see change in our life. He is going to work in your life. And you've got to understand that. And God is wanting us to come. And so my prayer is, is that we're all, throughout these next four weeks, are going to come and we're going to get re- a little bit remodeled a little bit inside. Right? Amen? And we're going to see some changes. And every single one of us, including myself, need to be changed this month. As we come to Him, we are going to be changed. And here's the thing about Christ. This is what He leads us to. If you're taking notes, this is what Jesus helps us to become. Jesus does help us become faithful. And He helps us to become full of faith. And I love what Hebrews chapter 12 says this. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, who's the author and the perfecter of our faith. I love that. Did you know it's not your faith anyway? Did you know you cannot... Build it up yourself. It's not, it's not even has anything to do with you. It's, it's Him. The Bible says that He gives you a measure of faith. And He's the author of it. And He's also the perfecter of it, right? Yes. And so He's going to perfect it in your life as you and I come to Him. So when you're, you're feeling down and you're feeling defeated and you're feeling that, God, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can continue. Guess what? Just come to Him. Come to Him in worship. Come to Him in the Word of God. Come to Him in prayer and let Him change you because He's going to. Our faith comes from the one who authors it. And He starts to perfect it. You know how He starts to perfect it? What it says in Romans chapter 10, 17. So faith comes by hearing and hearing about the Word of Christ. No better way to hear about the word of Christ than from himself, right? And to receive that. And when you hear the word of God, whether it's you reading it, someone teaching it, or the Holy Spirit inspiring you inside, something happens. A number of years ago, back in 2000, I think it was 2003, 2004, my dad, um, he lived in Florida, and I was down there visiting with him, and, and he had had some tests done. And I had gotten down there, was able to go with him to the doctor. And um, uh, we uh, went to the doctor, and the doctor looked at us and said, um, Perry, you have cancer. And on a scale from 1 to 10, it's a 9 as far as aggressive. And we believe 
it has spread. He gave me all these statistics, if you've probably heard me talk about it before. But let me tell you something. In, on the outside, I looked very faith-filled. I, was, I wanted to you know, be strong for my dad. But listen, this is the first time I've ever known my dad to be sick or hurting, and I could realize that he could die. And my dad and I, have, we have a close relationship. He's the one that led us, sorry, my family to the Lord. It was, he just got saved and led us all to the Lord. He's the one who discipled me. I've never seen him sick. He's always been strong, strong in God, strong in the Lord. And, uh, and here, here he is. He's sick. And now he's, he's not worried. I'm the one who's worried inside. But here I am. I'm, I'm strong on the outside. But as soon as we got outside the doctor's office, I had the doctor, because the doctor had given me like he's 80% that it's, that it's spread, the cancer had spread, it, it's 60% that, you know, all this other stuff. And he had all these bad, bad things, and I had him rewrite that for me, say, and just not, not say the bad things, say 20% it hasn't spread, and I wanted to capture onto that. But on the outside, I looked faith-filled. On the inside, I was falling apart. I went out to the, after the doctor, I went to the bathroom, and I just lost it. I, I, I said, God, and I, all, I, all I remember saying was, God, Jesus, I need you. And as soon as I said that, scriptures started to come in my mind. And I started to speak those out as I, I was in that bathroom. Just, just, it was just one of those single ones, so I, no one can hear me. I'm, well, at least I don't know. I was just walking back and forth and, and saying them out and not freaking anybody else out in the bathroom. But, but just, and my faith started to be built up and... and be stronger. See, and that's, that's what the Word does. See, when you come to Jesus, guess what? He's going to tell you what God says. He's going to speak His Word over you every single time. And, get, and that's going to lift you up. And that's going to help you. My dad is today is cancer-free. Amen? I mean, still cancer-free, still living, still strong, still spending my inheritance and everything else. Amen? And... Uh, but the thing about it is, you, you, you've got to come. When you, are, you don't feel faith-filled, you've got to run to Jesus. And I know a lot of times we run to this place, we run to our friends, and we run to Google. <laughs> don't do that, especially if you're sick. And, uh, don't, and we run to counselors, and they're all good, and they're all needed. But listen, the only thing that will change anything in your life is have faith in God. I need faith in Jesus. And as I come to Him, whether it's coming to Him to crying out to Him or prayer, through prayer or just reading His Word or worship, my faith is going to be built up. You may be experiencing some of this right now where you, you're in that type of position. You don't, you don't, you don't feel faith-filled. Things are not going well. You maybe have a death of a dream or, or, or something in your life and you just, just don't, you feel down and depressed more than, yeah, I'm going to take the world, you know, and... Let me tell you something. God has a word for you today. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 43. I want, you to, I want to read this to you. And I want you to listen to this. Because I believe it's a word for you today. And let it increase your faith. Let it help perfect your faith. And the Bible says in Isaiah 43, listen to this. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the river, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. The flames, they will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Amen? Isn't that good? 
That increased my faith. If, you, if you're a believer in here, you, you have Christ inside of you. It increases your faith when you hear that. Because that's a promise from the Lord. And I believe that's for you today. I don't believe that that's, that's, for, that's for somebody. That is for you today. Amen? That's for you. And I can remember the Scripture always building up my faith. Listen, in the midst of your trials, that's what God's saying. In the midst of your pain and your hurt, in the midst of that, that hard thing that you're going through, it will not set you ablaze. The waters will not sweep over you because I am your Lord, Jesus says. Amen. I'm your Savior. And in the process, as you hear God's Word, it builds up your faith. And I love that. God, when you come to Jesus, whether it's for the very first time, or you've been saved for many years and you come to Him, and you lose control, that's the whole thing. Listen, listen. You cannot come to Jesus without losing control. Some of you are control freaks. You want to take control of your life, and that's why you're in the mess you're in anyway, right? Lose control. One of the things that's been in my mind ever since the beginning of summer, the Lord's been, been speaking to me over and over again, is to have faith in God. Have faith in God. In fact, on December 30th, I'm going to talk to you about how to have faith in God for 2019. Have faith in God because that's one of the most important things. When you come to Him, you can't have faith in yourself and your own ability. You can't have faith in your own thinking. You have to have faith in God. You've got to lose control. Just lose control. Just like when you first came to Jesus. You didn't come under your own, own ability. You didn't come with your own list of rules. You had to lay everything down at the cross, right? And you had to give it to Him you gave him your life and he gave you his life, right? If you've never done that before, you'll have an opportunity to do that at the end of the service. And that's how we come to Jesus at the beginning. On the onset, we just say, God, I give you everything. And guess what? He gives you everything of his. Lose control when you come to Jesus. And then your, your faith is going to be built up when you do that. The second thing, if you're taking notes, is that Jesus helps us to become more joyful. Amen? We actually see joy talked about throughout Scripture as the fruit of the Spirit. Did you know that you and I cannot create joy? Joy is a part of God. You and I don't have joy. We can create happiness, right? And that's fleeting, isn't it? Because you can be happy one moment and sad the next, right? I've seen, I've seen in my life that I've been happy one moment because things went good, but then something else happened about 10 minutes later and it went bad again, right? Happiness is up and down. Happiness is a human um, emotion that we can create because of things happening around us. It's based off of circumstances. It's not based on the ever unchangeable word of God, right? So it's based off circumstances. But joy is based on the Spirit of God. And when you give your life to Christ, guess what's inside of you? God plants inside of you His very Spirit, the Holy Spirit, which is supposed to be in filling all the time, that we continually, as, as, as Paul talks about in Ephesians, be being filled with the Holy Spirit all the time. That Spirit is inside of you. And the fruit of that Spirit in Galatians chapter 5 is this, love, and then it says joy. 
Joy is a fruit of the Spirit. You know how if you're operating in the Spirit of God that you have joy no matter what? No matter what's going on around you. You are, when you are operating in the Holy Spirit, what I mean by that, that you've lost control and you've given Him control, right? Because what gets saved inside of you? Your spirit man gets saved. Not your body, not your mind, will, and emotion. That doesn't get saved. But your spirit man gets saved, right? One day your body's going to get saved and you're all going to have a six-pack, right? Not, not a beer, but a six-pack right down here, right? Amen? And you don't have to work for it. Amen? Woo! Looking forward to that day, amen? You're going to see me walking down the streets of go with my shirt off and you're not going to have to throw up. Amen? But Jesus, when he, when he gives us His Spirit, the Spirit of God has fruit. That means it has action. And when I allow the Spirit of God to move in my life and to live and, and have its being, that means have control, guess what happens? Joy is a byproduct of that. So I know in my life when I'm not operating or allowing the Holy Spirit in my life to rule, that I'm not allowing joy to work. When joy is not there, I know it's, I'm basing everything on my circumstances. Now, I have an issue with that, to be honest with you. I have something that I have to work on, and I have to acknowledge it, and I have to see it, and I have to sit down, and I have to come to Jesus. Everybody hear of that come to Jesus moment that, you know, we all need those, right? You know, you need, to, you, need to, you, need to, you need to give the people around you permission to say you need to go to Jesus. Because there's sometimes, man, because of circumstances, I can get depressed. There's no reason for that. I know there isn't. What I have to do is I have to go in prayer. And I have to release all control of everything that's going on around me. And says, God, you have, this, you have control. I, I'm going to have faith in you. I give it to you. And I tell you what, what begins to happen when I come into an area of worship, that joy starts to come up inside of me where I'm happy. And guess what? And I'm joyful. Not just happy. I'm joyful. And there's no reason for it. The Bible calls it joy unspeakable and full of glory. That means you can't, you can't describe why you have it. You can't describe why it's there. You don't know why you're happy, but you are. You don't know why you have this fullness of joy, but you have it because you've allowed the Holy Spirit to rise up inside of you. Guess what? Then He's able to move and work. And you're able to listen to Him when you're in that joy. Because if you're not in that joy, guess what you're going to listen to? Whatever you find on Google. Right? You're going to listen to your own thoughts of, oh, this is how I'm going to get out of this. This is how I'm going to make myself happy again. No, you should have that joy all the time. It doesn't mean there's not going to be hardships. There's not going to be hard times, but you have joy because what's inside of you, the joy is based on the unchangeable truth of God, that God loves you, He cares for you, and He's got your back. Amen? So you don't have to worry about that. But you do have to come to Jesus. Every day, come to Jesus. I start out my morning because I know Today is going to be filled with good circumstances and not so good circumstances. Just to be honest with you, every day is like that probably for all of us, right? So you might as well start after your day and tell God, I lose control. This is not my life. This is your life. I'm going to sit back and watch you do some good things. Amen? 
and allow the joy of the Lord, which is your what? Strength. Amen? That's what gets you through it. Stop living from circumstance to circumstance. Amen? It's not the life that God has for you. Live in the joy that He has, and that's the power. That's the trust in God. That's why we need to come to Him to get faith filled so we can really receive that joy. That joy. Amen. Joy comes from Jesus. And that's where you find it. Amen? The next thing that Jesus does when we come to us, He does make us more triumphant. So the song is really correct. O come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. When you come to Jesus and you lose control, you will be faith-filled, you will be joyful, and you will be triumphant. You will be victorious. Why are you going to be victorious? Because you realize that greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. If you realize who God is, and he's got this, that's why this, this ringing in my ear, have faith in God, continues all the time. And that's what we're going to go into to 2019, because I want us to be changed. I want us to be remodeled. I want us to go into 2019 having faith in God and watching the great things happen, because that's where, that's where miracles happen, amen? That's where lives are changed. That's where, where, where you're going to have a consistent joy, amen? That's where you're going to have a consistent faith. And we don't realize that He has our back, that He is, he is everything, that He is the living God who has our back. And there's a prophecy about uh, Jesus back in Isaiah chapter 9, hundreds of years before He was born. And it said this, For to us a child is born, the son, to us a son is given, and the government will be on His shoulders, and He will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of His government and the peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over His kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. That's, that sounds pretty triumphant to me, right? And this scripture is prophesying about, about the baby Jesus and when he was born. And, and throughout this next month, you're going to see a lot of uh, uh, manger scenes. And you're going to see a little, little baby Jesus. But let me tell you about that baby Jesus. That baby Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. He is the lifter of our heads. Amen? He is the bright and morning star. He is the one who has conquered the devil. And the devil is under his feet. He is the king of kings. He's the beginning and the end. He's the author of life. And he is the prince of peace. There is no greater thing than Jesus. And when you realize that, you have nothing to worry about because he has your back but you've got to come to him and put your faith in jesus we have nothing to worry about today jesus has come to make us faithful let me read you some verses out of the bible look, look at look at some of these he says in him ephesians chapter 1 verse 7 says in him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the richness of his grace First Peter 2 9 says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. See, I believe a lot of times we don't even realize we get saved, we give our lives to Christ, but we don't really know who we are. 
John 16, 24, Jesus said this, and I love this. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be full. Amen? Colossians 2, 15 says, He, talking about Jesus, disarmed the rulers and authorities to put them to open shame by triumphing over them in Him. 1 Corinthians 15, 57, But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 10, 3, For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. Galatians 5, 1, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. Ephesians 5, 8, For at one time you were in darkness, but now you are in the light of the Lord. Walk as children of the light. Amen? See, when you come to Jesus, you begin to see how you should live, how you should act, how you should walk. You should not walk any longer as anybody in this world. You are changed. That's why you can have faith in Him. That's why you can do things differently. That's why you don't have to worry when things go wrong. And you don't have to worry who's been voted in or voted out. Amen? You don't have to worry about the day Chiefs at the, at the Raiders game, right? I don't know about that. But anyway, someone say preach it. Amen. (laughs) The thing about it is, it's coming to him. And that's what God wants us to do. Is when we come to him, we give it all to him and say, God, I, I rest in you. I give you my marriage. I give you my kids. I give you my job. Right? I give you everything. And I lose control. Jesus is here. And He's wanting to do a work in you right now. But you have to come to Him. Maybe some of you is for the first time. But you just lay down your life because you, you feel an emptiness inside. You don't feel joyful. You don't feel triumphant. You definitely don't feel faith-filled. And there's a reason because you need Jesus. And you need to give your life to Him today. There's some of you today that you feel, don't feel right at all, but you've given your life to Jesus. It's time to come to Him to realize the trap of the enemy is to stop you from running to God. God wants you to come in your hurt and in your pain because He has something better for you. Amen? Because He can heal where no one else can. He can change what no one else has the power to. But you've got to release that to Him right now.